0: What's up, guys? It's JLP, the host of Mastering Singlehood Podcast, and today is Friday, which means we have a brand new Mastering Singlehood Podcast episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. As I mentioned on social media, you know, in regards to this episode, God completely changed my entire direction concerning it. And you know, when God comes in and He tr- and He completely changed our plans. It is one of the best things that could ever happen to us. From that being said, I know that God is about to blow our mind on this episode. Man, I'm just so excited to go ahead and um, dig deeper and share to you guys what the Lord has placed in my spirit um, concerning this episode, concerning what he wants for us to remember in this season Um, And even just thinking about what to title this episode, um, it took me a while, you know, it took me some time. I really had to go to God in prayer and um, just allowing Him to minister to my spirit to prepare me for this evening. And so once I did that, you know, it made sense that God would give me the title, God remembers you, don't be a stranger. Again, God remembers you, don't be a stranger. Um, scripture readings that I would like for us to discuss throughout this episode will be coming from Mark 14, verses 3 to 8, Psalm 105, verse 14, excuse me, verse 42, and Genesis 30, verse 22. You know, in the book of Mark, in the chapter 14, um, it's telling us about the event that occurred between um, Mary and Jesus Um, at the time Jesus went to the town of Bethany. And I'll go ahead and read um, the passage to you all. If you guys have your Bible in hand, go ahead and follow me as we read Mark 14, verses three to eight, which says, while he was in Bethany reclining at the table in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar uh, that was very expensive, a very expensive perfume made of pure nard, she broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Verse four, some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, why is why is this waste of perfume? Verse five, it could have been sold for more than a year's wage and the money given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. I want to stop there. And I just want to, I just want us to get a better feel um, of verses three to four. Now, you know, the Bible does not tell us whether Mary spoke to Jesus. It did not mention whether she spoke before she poured um, the perfume onto his head or after. We have no idea. But I have a strong feeling that Mary did not. I don't believe Mary spoke at all. You know, I believe Mary was too focused on showing Jesus her love and admiration towards him. Showing Jesus how grateful and how honored she is for all uh, for who he is and also for all that he has done. He had done for her. And the only way that Mary was able to express her gratitude and was able to express her love for Jesus was by buying this perfume that was in this alabaster box. Now, if we look to verse 3, it explained to us that this perfume was not just any perfume. It was an expensive perfume, okay? And it was also made of pure nard, meaning that it was made of the real thing. It was not a counterfeit. It was not um, a fake version of this perfume, but it was the actual real thing. And so we know that it costs Mary a lot of money. And if it was not so, you know, the disciples there would not be telling her, hey, you could have given for, for, for this um, perfume in exchange, you could could you could have given the money to the poor. Right. And so they, they, to them, they thought that Mary, you know, she was wasting her money. Because look at her just pouring all this perfume that she did not even use for her own benefit. And she goes ahead and pour it on Jesus's head. Now, if we look now to verse six, let's jump to verse six. Um, and this is Jesus speaking to her. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. That part of this verse stood out to me the most. She has done a beautiful thing to me. You know, I want to tell you guys this. There are times you may not feel beautiful. There are times you may not feel handsome. There are times you may not feel all that. But God wants us to know the time that we are most beautiful to Him is when we are completely in full surrender to Him, when we are completely worshiping Him in spirit and in truth. And I want us to realize that's what true beauty is all about. True, true beauty is not about um, the clothes that we wear. It's not about the makeup that we wear. It's not about... um you know, our style or whatnot, but our true beauty is in the character uh, of who we are. It's in our heart, you know, it's about the love that we have within our heart. And it's also about the fear, the fear and, and admiration that we have towards God. You know, when we come to God in complete submission to him, when we come to God in complete surrender to him, he sees us as being beautiful, as being a great delight before him. And that was what's that was um, how Jesus felt about Mary when she, you know, came to him and poured out, you know, the perfume upon his head. To, to him, Mary was doing such a great thing. And that moved the heart of God. That moved Jesus's heart um, to really notice and, and observe what Mary was doing. Because at the time, there was no one else that was doing it, you know. Nobody approached Jesus um, in that manner. And what is so astonishing is that Jesus himself, you know, if we go down to verse, let's go down to verse eight. Again, we're reading from Mark chapter 14. We're looking at verses three to eight. Verse eight says, she did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. That stood out to me as well. You know, at that time, you know, Jesus was explained to the disciples of what was to come. But even then, the disciples were not really taking Jesus seriously. To so them, they perhaps thought Jesus was just saying, you know, one of his um, parables or whatnot. So they didn't really believe Jesus of all that he was saying in regard to the end of the age, in regard to um, what would happen once the Son of Man would be crucified and, and so forth. And Mary was the only one who was able to, I would say, you know, have revelation from the spirit to really be moved and to be able to have given Jesus something uh, of great value to him, you know, before he left, before he left them. And, and Jesus said, you know, she's preparing for my burial, you know, in the Hebrew language, anointed or anointing means um, to be poured with oil, to to rub with oil. And so um, Jesus, to Jesus, it was as if Mary was actually anointing him. She was anointing him for his burial. She was anointing and making way um, for what would happen to Jesus. Just a matter of um, hours afterwards, you know, we see that Jesus would be betrayed by Judas and, and so forth. Now, again, the title of this podcast episode is God Remembers You, Don't Be a a Stranger. God Remembers You, Don't Be a Stranger. You know, Mary was not a stranger to Jesus. God remembered Mary. Jesus remembered Mary and she approached him. I feel like there are times where we feel that the Lord does not remember us. We feel like we are a stranger to god but god wants us to know tonight that he remembers us we are not a stranger to the lord he wants us to seek him he wants us to seek him passionately he wants us to seek him sincerely he wants us to to seek him in full surrender you know in this hour that we're living in there are so many things that are happening we can't even we can't even like grasp everything that is happening everywhere you go you know, something major occurs, something occurs. But even in the midst of all the dread now, all, of all the pain um, and of all the confusion, God wants you to know he remembers you. He does not want you to stay focused on your circumstances, but he wants you to stay focused on him. You know, sometimes our circumstances may make us feel as if, you know, God does not remember us because if he remembered us, we would be able to pay our bills on time. If he remembered us, we would have been able to graduate this school this semester. If he remembered us, you know, our friend would have never um leave us. You know, our friend would have never uh, um, um, neglect to spend time with us, you know. If he remembered us, he would have already given us that 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 spouse already. If he remembered us, he would have never let those group of people embarrass us. You know, and so God does not want us to focus on the circumstances in order to 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 make us believe that he has forgotten us, that he does not remember us. God remembers you. Don't be a stranger. God does not want you to be a stranger. He wants you to know that you are his child. And that just because certain things have not yet occurred in your life, that does not mean he has forgotten you. That does not mean he does not love you. That does not mean, you know, it it won't get better from here. It's only going to get worse. No way. I want us to um, quickly turn about the pages to Psalm 105 verse 42. And it says, for he remembered his holy promise given to his servant Abraham. Every time when God remembers his children regarding to um, the stories that we've read from the Bible. It's because, you know, um, the, when God remembers us, it's not like he forgot us. No, God never forgets his children. What this type of the Lord has is that he knows now he has to keep up with his word, you know? The Bible tells us, when the the Lord, you know, he speaks a word. That word is set to do his deed. That word is set um, to do his will. You know, the word of God is always asking. The word of God is always meaning. And so when it says here in Psalm 105, verse 42, remember his holy promise given to his servant Abraham. God is saying, you know what? I'm going to make it come to pass. The promise that I give you, I'm going to make it come to pass. I'm going to hold on to this promise and I'm going to make sure that it becomes reality. Let's go ahead and turn our Bible pages to... Um, let turn our Bible pages to um, Genesis 30, verse 22. Genesis 30, verse 22, which says, Then God remembered Rachel. He listened to her and enabled her to conceive. Then God remembered Rachel, he listened to her, and enabled her to conceive. Again, here it goes again, God remembered the times that Rachel cried before him, that Rachel prayed before him, asking him for a child, but she was not able to conceive, you know, she struggled with infertility. And so God is saying that I remembered your prayer. I remembered your crying. You know your your cry. You know it, it it catch it catch my ear. Your prayers, as soon as you pray them, I heard. And now I'm about to act on your behalf. I want you guys, every one of you guys who are listening to the and Single Podcast right now, if there is a prayer that you're praying to God about if if there's a concern that you're bringing before the lord about i'm telling you that he has heard your prayers he has heard your concern and that he is actively working on your behalf to make sure that your prayers get answered but one thing i want to i want you to realize don't lose sight of jesus don't lose sight of jesus just because you have not received the promise god wants your sight to be on him before you receive the promise he wants our eyes to be on him before we receive the promise. Throughout Bible scriptures, right? Throughout Bible stories, we see a common pattern. We see a common theme in regarding to God and His people, and regarding to God and His people. And the theme that I've seen is that the word of the Lord is telling us to trust God and do His will. To trust God and do his will. To trust God and to do his will. No matter the circumstance. No matter if it is raining or it's sunny outside. But he wants for us to trust him and do his will. You know, we see in the end in every story from the Bible that the righteous truly never was forsaken by God. We see in the end, like David said in Psalm 37, verse 25, I was young and now I am old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging. Throughout the Bible, we have seen that those who sincerely trust in God and did his will, sincerely trust in God and did his will, that the Lord never forsake them. And that the Lord always came through on their behalf to give them the promise, to give them their recompense. You know, life may not have always been easy for them or fair, but God was clearly important here. And what we could learn from the Bible is that God always lifted his people. He always remembered them. And because he remembered them, he acted on their behalf every single time. He gave them their blessings as well every single time. You know, when they received the blessing, they were happy. When the people of God in, in scripture, when it, when it was Joseph or when it was David or, or, or when it was like Rachel, okay? When it was like Mary, the mother of Jesus, they were happy when they received their blessing. They were grateful to God for delivering their blessing to them, for placing it in their hands. They didn't feel bitter about the blessing because the estimated delivery date exceeded their expectations. No, they got the blessing. And guess what? The value of the blessing will last them or lasted them longer than the time it took for them to get the blessing. You know, we could get so discouraged about certain prayers we've been pray for days or for weeks or for months or even years unto the Lord we could get discouraged when we're not seeing them coming to pass when we're not seeing them being answered but I can tell you this that the measure of time that the Lord is making you wait to receive the blessing will never outdo or outweigh the value of the blessing and also the time that the blessing will last you for example we, for example, as a college student, you know, we know that it takes four years to earn a bachelor's degree in the field that we desire to work in, to pursue a career in. We know that it takes us four years to be able to get the qualification for that career, but we know that once we are active in that career, we will be you know, working in that field for even 25 plus years or so. You get what I mean? That is, that's not, guys, that's awesome now. That has to help a lot of us to really, you know, to have patience. To understand that the blessing will always outweigh the time that we have to wait to receive the blessing. I know some of you guys, perhaps you are single, right? And you've been waiting for years for God to bring the men of God or the women of God that he has for you. Maybe you are near on one on waiting for that person maybe you are on year two waiting for that person or maybe you are on year five waiting on that person but i can guarantee you this that the time that you had to wait for the one that god has for you that time will be like nothing compared to how long the marriage that the Lord has for you both will last, and the and the legacy that will be attached to it, and, and the greatness that will be attached to it, and the testimony that will be attached to it, and its effect for generations and generations to come, and not only your own family and friends, but even those who get to hear your story of you faithfully waiting on the Lord and knowing that it was worth the wait to receive your prize, to receive His blessing for you. So all in all, I want for us to realize that God remembers us. He remembers you, listener. He remembers who you are. It does not matter who in this world knows you or not. What is most important is that you are known by God. He remembers also your pain. He remembers your sacrifice. He remembers your commitment. He remembers his word and plan in regard to your life. In regards to your life. What he wants for you to remember above all is that he loves you. He is going to come through for you. You have to believe that. I have to believe that. But don't get discouraged. That's what he does not want for us to do. He does not want us to get discouraged. He does not want for us to get distracted. And he does not want for us to become dysfunctional. Because he is not going to be willing to give you what you're waiting on him to give you or do for you if you lose your faith and sight on him. God does not want neither me nor you to lose our faith and sight on him. He is always looking for our faith. We have to believe in God before we approach God that he hears our requests. God is, w- is wanting for us to have an enduring faith, an, instop- an unstoppable faith, excuse me. A faith without us conditioning him to do something. A faith that does not put a condition or a if or a but in order for God to do something on our behalf. For example... God does not want us to have a faith to always keep saying, oh, Lord, if you just give me a sign, then I know it's going to happen. If you just give me a confirmation, then I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen for me this year. I know that I'm going to be debt free this year. I know I'm going to be engaged this year. I know I'm going to graduate school this year. I know my business is going to be, be growing and exceeding this year. Nah, God does not want for us to have a conditional faith. He wants us to believe him without seeing. He does not need, you know, we don't need to receive a sign or confirmation from the Lord concerning the fact that he is listening to our prayers. We ought to just believe that he is listening to us and that he will come through. He wants us to believe him without seeing. I pray dearly and hope that you were greatly encouraged by this episode the Mastering Singlet Podcast. I know I was. Trust me. I completely was. I was blown away. Um, as the Holy Spirit has brought me to just read. To look over the passage. Um, of the event that occurred between Mary and Jesus. At the town of Bethany. You know, God wants for us to pour our spirit onto him. He wants us to pour our our heart to him. God wants us to submit ourselves entirely to him. God wants us to remember, first and foremost, that he is our first love. And not only our first love, but he is our everlasting love. Not only is he our everlasting Lord and Savior, not only is he an everlasting God, but he wants us to know that he is our everlasting love. And before God can give you any type of materialistic blessing before God could ever allow you um to be shared um you know by someone a companion um by the person that He has for you, He wants you to be consumed by his love for you, and he wants you to be doing all of it that he wants for you to do for his glory, for his kingdom. Again, remember, God remembers you. You have to believe that God remembers you. So don't be a stranger. You are a king's kid. God is your father. He is more than able to supply all your needs. When you are a king's kid, When you are a believer in Christ Jesus, you have no lack. You have complete access to many blessings and riches of all kinds. He will give you grace enough to sustain you throughout every season. No matter what you see now, it doesn't matter because God, he will provide for you. But you have to continue to build up your faith in him, knowing that he hears you. He hears you even if you don't quite believe that he hears you. But just pray anyway. Don't stop praying. Pray anyway. Don't stop worshiping. Worship anyway. Even in the midst of your pain, continue to worship God because he deserved the worship. He deserves the praise. You and I, we are here today. Just being here shows that we are blessed because that shows that God is not finished with us yet. He has a great plan and purpose for our lives. And so I want to greatly encourage you guys throughout the year 2019 to know that God remembers you. Don't be a stranger. Go ahead and have a good time with God today. Go ahead and bask yourself in the presence of the Lord today. Go ahead and laugh with Jesus. You know, converse with your Lord and Savior. He wants you to converse with him. He wants for you to spend more and more time with him and his affairs. Before God could ever make or allow someone to step into our lives, make or allow um, the one that he has for us to step into our lives, he wants for us to be completely dependent on him. And he wants for us to be completely whole in him, and so I encourage you guys to remain in the house of the Lord, to remain in the presence of God, to bask in His presence, to bask in His glory. I'm just, I'm so so confident that God is about to do something amazing and spectacular in your life if you do not lose faith. Spectacular in your life if you continue to pray unto Him, no matter your circumstances. But you're gonna continue to pray. You're gonna continue to strive to do what is good. Before Him, you will continue to strive to be faithful to Him, and I'm telling you, there are certain prayers, there are certain requests that you've been believing for for many years now, that you've been believing for passionately, that you've been believing for with all your strength. It will come to pass, and I know that it will in Jesus' name. And please do share with me your testimonies, with your praise reports of what God is doing through your life in this season of Singerhood. You can go ahead and share with me your stories. Um, again on my Instagram page at its underscore underscore JLP. You can also go ahead and connect with me on Facebook at JLP Network, all right? So I'm so just pumped, greatly encouraged. I hope you guys were too. And I hope that you guys continue to remain encouraged because let me tell you, 2019 is all about Jesus. And you know when it's all about Jesus, guess what? Blessings will start pouring down, and things are about to happen supernaturally, unexpectedly, suddenly. So believe it. Thank Jesus in advance for it, for it all. Because trust me, it only gets better from here. And remember, all things are possible with Christ Jesus. Again, it was JLP. Peace out. Take care. Until next time. Bye.